1: Welcome, Bills Mafia, to the Red Zone Report. This is your host, Izzy, and the Red Zone Report is brought to you by PLB Sports and Entertainment, the maker of Joss's Jack's, the JA-17 Coffee Line, and the Diggs-14 Line of Hot Sauces. Welcome to the show. Please enjoy. Welcome to the Red Zone Report right here on the Built-in Buffalo YouTube Network, also on our Facebook channel and our Twitter. Uh, Welcome and thank you for being here and enjoying this offseason with me. I know that the uh, regular season ended in an abrupt way, but you know what? We ain't worried about that. We worried about next year. Can't change the past. The future is ahead of us. But we're going to go over a little bit of the past just in the last, you know, last little time frame. And then we're going to get into the actual meat and potatoes of the show, which happens to be the... uh, Wait, week one basically went a free agency. So without further ado, Kim Boomhauer, happy Sunday. Kebby, everything's all good, man. Just having a having a magnificent three-day weekend as I tend to do. And uh, you know, my buddy uh Fady up in here, go Bills. Let's go. All right, so uh we'll discuss the transactions that have taken place for the Bills you know, since the offseason started, right? And they, they signed a bunch of practice squad guys, you know, Eli Yonku, Alec Anderson, Matt Barkley, Zach Davison, Jamarcus Ingram, uh, you know, Keyshawn Johnson, Desmond Patman, Kyler Mc- McMichael, uh, Kingsley Jonathan, who I actually do like quite a bit, uh, Ryan Van Demark, Greg Manns. Uh, they, they signed a bunch of our guys that were already in the practice squad, right? So that's what we're doing uh, from that point forward. Then in February... Uh, You know, Leslie Frazier stepped down, so we're going to see some more of McDermott going forward. Uh, And then uh, named Austin Gund as offensive assistant, offensive line coach, Adam Henry, wide receiver coach, Al Holcomb, senior defensive assistant, and Kyle uh, Shermer. Uh, We actually had to replace Chad Hall at wide receiver coach, which is why Adam Henry is here. He came from Indiana, the Hoosiers, and he has a connection with OBJ, so that's been spewing rumors for a while now. Uh, we signed uh, Zane Anderson to a two-year contract safety from the Chiefs. He was in the practice squad and named Joe Dana the safeties coach. So here we go. Uh, on to March's transactions. Uh, we re-signed uh, offensive lineman Ike Butker. I know I'm breezing through these guys and you guys in mad for comments. I'm, I'm I'm not trying to ignore your comments, but I'm just trying to get through what has happened already so we can get to, you know, what is coming. Uh, we re-signed Cam Lewis to a one-year deal, agreed to terms with uh, safety Sam Martin on a three-year contract, love that. Love bringing back Sam Martin. Uh, he, he's a he's a Buffalo, you know, kind of guy. And he's been the best punter that we've had in a single season since Brian mormon has been here. So, so happy to have him back. He's He's been a very precise kicker or uh, punter. So, yeah, agreed to terms with linebacker Tyler Matakavich on a one-year contract, bringing back some of the course for your team's guys. These are not players that guys are like, oh, my God, I, we have to have Tyler Matakavich. But, you know, you also don't want to lose – you know, some of your guys that are, are the meat and potatoes of your special teams. You know, so you got to you gotta bring some of those guys back. You don't want to bring all of them back. You know, you got Tywin Jones out there. You've got Serrani on the team, who's actually a, quite a substantial cap hit. Uh, he could be restructured, reworked, or, or extended or cut, uh depending on how they want to go with the special teams. Uh, I don't think he's going anywhere, but that's just my opinion. Uh, it's not that I want him to stay or want him to go. I'm kind of indifferent on that. Uh, we also re-signed Tyler uh Tyrell Dodson to a one-year contract. We signed wide receiver Deontay Hardy, formerly Deontay Harris of the New Orleans Saints, to a two-year contract. Uh, it's a nice little contract. Uh, we signed co- uh, quarterback Kyle Allen, most likely to be our backup. Barkley will probably be in the practice squad again. Barkley likes being here, and he gets paid well to be on that practice squad and, and you know advise Josh and Kyle Allen, one of Josh's best friends. He actually trains with um, Jesse Palmer out there in uh, California. So, you know, he should know some of the tendencies of this offense already, even though he shouldn't know the offense. Uh, Connor McGovern uh, from the Cowboys signed a three-year deal. And uh, Jordan Poyer, who we thought we were losing. We thought that we were going to lose Edmonds and Poyer. We lost Edmonds. Uh, He got overpaid drastically by the Bears, in my opinion. Uh, He's one of the best coverage linebackers in the NFL. Top five, maybe top three in the NFL in coverage. However, he has been a liability in the run game. And so he, he actually signed a massive deal that's going to pay him upward of $18 million a year with the Bears. You know, good on him. Uh, Wish him nothing but the best. As you see, I have his jersey there that's signed and autographed. And I have another one right here. So I have the blue and the white. The white one's autographed. Um, so I do like Tremaine Evans, but uh, it was a little too rich for my blood based on what happened. Uh, we also re-signed Dane Jackson to a one-year deal, and we released wide receiver Isaiah McKenzie and that's probably mostly due to the fact that we signed Deontay Hardy, who, from what I understand, Brandon Bean wanted last year. So the Bills have made moves. The Bills have gone out and done some things, but they have not made the big splash plays that we've come to expect uh, from this offseason, right? Like Every year they make at least one kind of splash move. However, they, uh, they don't always make the splash move that you want, and they also don't always make the splash move early. A lot of times they'll wait for the market to dry up, and then they will – Go ahead and then put it in that big move. Uh, There are some guys uh, on the list that I have today, which I have 15 players from different positions, mostly positions of need for the Bills, that could come in and make an impact on this roster. Let me go ahead and take take a look at some of these uh, comments up here. Say, what up, gang? Bobby Hall, welcome to the party, buddy. Uh, Cam Miller, let's go. Kebby, I'm frustrated. I keep seeing all these teams getting way better, and we are sitting still, but I get it. I will actually address this one directly, right? So these other teams are getting better on paper. Yes, they are getting better on paper. And, you know, to some of us, that matters. To me, it does and it doesn't, right? When you, if, like the Dolphins got um, Jalen Ramsey, that makes them better, in my opinion, right? Byron Jones left. They missed him. Uh, they have Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey. They easily now have the best cornerback tandem in the NFL. We don't know how that's going to work out, though. We know that right now, on paper, they should be the best cornerback tandem in the NFL. I just said that. But we have no idea if, if Jalen Ramsey is going to be able to work out there. We we just we don't know. And I do know this. Josh hasn't lost to Jalen Ramsey. In fact, he punishes him every time we play him. So there's that. That's the guy we can go ahead and punish uh, two times a year now because uh, I don't like him. So eat that, Jalen Ramsey. But I understand the frustration. I, I get it. David Highland, go Bills. Keep it simple, baby. Let's go. So you're better on paper, maybe yes. And uh, Frank Clark, he might be on the list. And as usual, I, I made slides of all the guys. You know, it's just something I do. It helps me keep my research kind of in uh, in in an organized organized fashion, right? Like so, offensive linemen, There's not really a lot of stats to go off of, other than sacks allowed, you know, penalties, and then PFF grades. That's basically all you can find on, on, on offensive linemen. But on the rest of the players, there's plenty of stats. So. I have looked up all that stuff today, did my research, and made sure that I had all my ducks in a row before I come on here to talk to you guys about the team that we love and the moves that it can make. And, of course, every player is organized, you know, with their background to the colors of the team that they just left and now they're free agents. So, of course, you'll recognize some of these slides uh, and, and see the color coordination. I do my best to do that. But, guys, without further ado, the Buffalo Bills, they had very, uh, how do you say, They've had a very blah off season when it comes to making free agent moves, other than signing Jordan Poyer. Right? It's been like the, the the one move that we're like, yes, we got somebody, you know. And it was our own guy, so basically we didn't lose him, but he wasn't on the roster anymore. So technically we gained him. Uh, you know, it depends on how you look at it. Now, to me, I'm looking at it as we get to keep the band together: Tre'Davious White, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, all back here. All ready to play for the Buffalo Bills. I'm happier for it. Let's go Bills! Now, the uh, the players that we're looking at here, I'm going to go from worst to first in my opinion. I ordered these things in order from you know one to fifteen, and I'm going to go backwards on the list. All right, got to keep your attention. You know? and there's some names here that the Bills have been linked to, who I put in there because I could find more information on them. And there are some guys here that I don't, I don't know if they've been linked to or not. But here we go. First guy on the list I saw today and or yesterday that the Bills were linked to this player. He is a big man. He's a big dude, and uh, he he plays for the Seattle Seahawks this past year. And he is a three hundred and eleven pound monster of a man. His name is Puna Ford. Now, Puna Ford racked up 26 tackles, 6 assisted tackles, so that's, uh, what, 32 tackles, 1 forced fumble, 6 sacks from the interior, not bad, Uh, 30 hurries, 9 QB hits, and 45 pressures. His PFF grade overall was 56.2. His run defense grade was 52. That kind of gives me a little pause because we need to get better against the run, and I don't know if signing somebody like Puna Ford He's going to do that, which is why I put him at the bottom of my list. And his pass defense grade, so, you know, trying to go out there and get after the quarterback, is 60.7. If you want to bring him in as, like, a, a backup, you know, a rotational defensive tackle, he basically, to me, screams Tim Settle, right? He screams Tim Settle to me. You know, he's a high-effort guy. He, he doesn't grade well, but he doesn't ever quit. And I, I appreciate that in a – Rotational backup guy who's not going to see the field as much as an Oliver or a Daquan Jones, who I think the bill should and probably will extend. Um, Poon Ford is an option out there, however, he's not that he's, he doesn't appear to be that cheap. Let's go ahead and look at there $9.2 million as an estimated salary, and that's by spot track, right? Uh, we have no idea what he's actually gonna get paid. It's actually a little late for him to get paid top dollar, in my opinion. I think that he's the kind of guy who you can bring in. Again, rotational only, he's not a starter, and to me it wouldn't be that big a deal. It wouldn't be that big a deal. I think that he's being uh, overestimated when it comes to pay. Now, the next guy on the list is um, safety from the Miami Dolphins, Eric Rowe. Now, he's played for a bunch of teams, the Eagles, the Dolphins, the Patriots. He's been around the way, right? I think he even played for the Titans at one point. Uh, he would be specifically a rotational guy since we lost Jaquan Johnson. You know, you bring him in here, he's a body for a while until you potentially either draft somebody or he sticks if you beat somebody out who's a draft pick. This year he had 45 solo tackles, 9 assists, 2 forced fumbles, 2 sacks. He missed 6 tackles, no interceptions. Passer rate allowed, he allowed a 110 passer rating. Okay, that's That's kind of a lot. He's a safety, but that's kind of a lot. And in yards per catch allowed, 12.5. Overall PFF grade, 57.3. Run defense grade, 74.5. Pass rush grade, 70.4. Coverage grade, 49.5. And estimated salary, $3 million. Now, that's doable to me. To me, that's something that we can do. The Bills can go out there and they can sign Eric Rowe. And he can be a backup safety. He can be on the roster. Behind Jordan Poirier and Micah Hyde, learning this new scheme, maybe schematics or something that caused him to not have as good a year last year. But I've seen him play well when he was in New England and when he was in Philadelphia. Maybe the Dolphins just weren't a defensive fit. They kind of underperformed and underachieved on defense. They looked better later in the year, but eh. Kevin says Jaquan Johnson was awful. He was awful. He was awful. He was a good tackler, but that's about it. He's a hitter. He's a special teamer. And you already have Saran Neal, so you're not going to extend Jaquan Johnson. No, you're not going to cut off your nose and spite your face. You already have somebody on, on the roster who signed, so why would you do that? You wouldn't. Right? But you bring him in, you take, he takes Jaquan Johnson's old spot. He may be the third safety if he's better than DeMar uh, Hamlin or if the Bills want to wait on bringing DeMar Hamlin out You know, to later on. We'll see. But as of right now, I, I think DeMar's going to end up on the pup list for a while. Uh, I don't know if anybody's here watches The Mass Singer, but Demar and his brother Demir were on The Mass Singer this past week. Uh, pretty cool stuff. Uh, nice to see, you know, him get out there and you know get some shine after you know what happened to him. But uh, I think that the Bills going after a safety or free agency like Eric Rowe, who's a lower-end guy, especially after they just got Hoyer, gives them a little stability in the back half of the defense to go out there. He's more of a box safety, if you ask me. He's, he's a solid tackler. He's decent in coverage. Not great, but you know what? I think that he could be a a valuable asset to this team. Especially on rundowns. Now, we move on to the next. Next player on my list. Ezekiel Elliott. Now, I know a lot of people are going to have Ezekiel Elliott higher up on the list, right? Running back from the Cowboys this past year. His decline has not been abrupt. It's been kind of Visible every year, people have been like, "I don't know, he's kind of falling off." I don't know, he's kind of falling off. I don't know, he's kind of falling off. Now that his guaranteed money is out, the Cowboys decided to, you know, dispatch of that contract and remove him from their roster, and now he's a free agent. His estimated salary is ten million per year. I wouldn't pay that to a running back anyway, and that's kind of why he's down here at thirteen. I wouldn't have him in there, you know, like that. It's to me, it's not beneficial, right? So to me. If he comes cheap, go get him, right? But he had 231 carries this past year, 871 yards, 3.8 yards per carry. He did have 12 rushing touchdowns, so that's still good. He's still good rushing the ball. If you're on the goal line and you don't want to give Josh Allen these carries to, you know, get hurt and stuff like that, you put in Zeke, you let him hammer it out. He also had seven catches for 92 yards, zero passing touchdowns. This is Zeke Elliott. You know, he's he's a solid back. People say he sucks. I don't think he sucks. But I also, uh, you know, I also don't think that he is great. You know, he's, he's an okay back. Not a big fan of Zeke. I'm not either. I'm with you here. Like me and you are on the same page on that one. I, I like him, but I, I don't love him. I'm not a fan, and I think he's on the decline. And I think that signing him to big money would be a huge mistake. I think that Ezekiel Elliott has his place in the NFL still, and I think that Ezekiel Elliott can uh, can still do some damage on a roster. But I don't want him to do damage to our roster. And that's where I stand with that. I, I, like, I like him, but keep him away from my squad if it's, if it's expensive. I think this might be the last year of Hyde player. It might be, especially if the Bills draft a safety. Right? If they go after a Sidney Brown from Illinois or they go after uh, the kid from Texas A&M or the kid from Bama, their names are eluding me right now, this could very well be the end of the Poyer-Hyde you know, thing. Uh, with high, with Poyer's contract, they can get out of it next year and not have to pay him too much. He, I think it's only halfway guaranteed or a little bit more than that. Uh, if they really wanted to start anew at safety, I don't know if that's gonna be the case. But if it's me, I extend Hyde for one more year and keep him for the next two. Draft one this year, draft one next year, and then you have a new safety tandem. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. That's just me. Um, you know, I'm no uh, no roster builder, but you know, I try. I try. We may even do a, a mock draft on this if you know if you guys want. Just let me know. Keep me posted on that. All right. So, next guy on the list, number twelve, is tackle Isaiah Wynn of the New England Patriots. Now, again, not a lot of stats on these guys because he's an offensive lineman, but his overall was a fifty-four point six. Yikes. Pass blocking fifty-two point eight. Okay. And run blocking, 63.2. Now, all of these are better than Spencer Brown's grades. All of them are better than Spencer Brown's grades. He had nine penalties. He allowed four sacks. And he allowed two QB hits on top of that. His estimated salary, for some reason, is $15.4 million. And on that salary, if it's that salary, I pass immediately. You can keep him. No, thank you. The man is an average right tackle or an average tackle in the NFL, why would you sign an average tackle at $15.4 million? I wouldn't do it, and neither should you. If you do, that's not my business because you're not the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills need to make sure that they're getting players around who can handle business. Now, if he comes in at a clue of $4 million a year, which is what it looks like he's worth to me, I'd sign him up. I'd give some direct competition to, to your guy in um, Spencer Brown, my man says Spencer Brown will be better this season. I think he will too. Last year's come off that back surgery, and he didn't even have a he didn't have an off season really. He was rehabbing, and then he got to training camp and he couldn't practice. Then he got to the preseason he couldn't play. Then his his preseason was the first few weeks of the season, and you can tell he just wasn't right. He wasn't able to bend and flex and move the way he should have been. But you know, that comes with surgery. But you know, Bills fans and, and fans of other football teams are generally less forgiving when it comes to stuff like that. They don't really pay attention to that whole thing. You got to recognize that, you know, some of these fans are not going to respect the fact that he just went through back surgery. But you still bring in somebody who can give a little competition, whether it's through the draft, you know, late round pick, or if it's, you know, through free agency where you have a contract that you can easily get rid of after the fact. And Isaiah Win, if he comes to that, then fine. I think he's, you know, my 12th best player left in free agency who would be a fit for this roster at a position that we need. There are other players, again, there are other players who might be better than some of these guys that are still out there, but I wasn't going to put them on the list. And not every position is represented on the list, obviously. Now, some more comments. Here we go. Still needs competition, though. Absolutely. And I I, I did cover that. So this is a no-excuse year for Spencer Brown. Uh, Yeah, no, this last year feels like it from some fans, but... I'd say, yeah, this next year is year three. This is the year that McDermott says year three is the year when you find out who a player really is. Well, Spencer Brown, you have a perfect 10 RAS score, right? So relative athletic score is a perfect 10. It's put up or shut up time, right? So please put up. Now, number 11. Number 11 is running back Leonard Fournette. Now, I have him ahead of Zeke because he was used more sparing than Zeke was. He still produced at a decent level. The team was not good this year. They lost Alex Kappa and a bunch of other players. And because of that, you know, Floyd or uh, Leonard Fournette, uh, Leonard Floyd, wow, Leonard Fournette and, and the, the running backs in Tampa and also Tom Brady struggled this year, you know, and that's a thing. However, just because you struggled because of an offensive line doesn't mean that you get a pass. Because like, our running backs have struggled because of our offensive line, so if you struggled because of one and ours did too, then we might as well just stick with what we got. So he had 189 carries, 668 yards, 3.5 yards per carry, two or excuse me, three rushing touchdowns, 73 receptions. This is this is where it's impressive right here, Leonard Fournette. He had 73 receptions this year, 523 yards, and three. Passing touchdowns or receiving touchdowns. He had zero fumbles this year, and his estimated salary is 2.3 million. Give me him over Zeke every freaking time. All right. Give me him over Zeke every freaking time. I will take a Leonard Fournette at 2.3 million dollars instead of a Zeke at 10, which is an estimate. Again, it's probably he's probably gonna get far less than that, but not the point. Do you think they're gonna trade Epinesa Basham at Oliver? Possibly Basham, maybe Ed Oliver if they find a player in free agency or the draft that they really want. I wouldn't expect an Oliver trade before the draft. Uh, and a Basham trade can come anytime. He might not get traded, though, because this is, again, this is his third year. This is the year that they get to find out who and what he is to them. So I don't know if Basham's gone. Uh, Epinesa, I don't think so. I think that they actually value Epinesa. And here's the thing. I was a trap. I was trapped in my own thoughts that Epinesa was a scrub. Epinesa played about 40% of snaps on defense this year. He had six and a half sacks. I did not know that whilst complaining about Epinesa not being that great. And my thing is, is I love A.J. Epinesa. I've, I've been a fan of his since we drafted him. That big guy who can just get around people and he's powerful and – To me, he is better than what he plays, but, you know, the results are what matters. I didn't know he had six and a half sacks. I thought he had two sacks. I looked it up, six and a half. I was like, whoa, where did that come from? It was the quietest six and a half sacks I've ever seen. And a couple years ago, we were sitting here praising Mario Addison for having five and a half. Get out of here with that. Epinesa had a nice, solid year. I think he'll be here. They may even extend him because he's not going to be very expensive. But they may wait. But I actually think that Epinesa is, is better than than what a lot of Bills fans think. Is that Patria Driscoll? Let's go. That's that's right. Let's go. And Juni says, should the Bills go after Dalvin Cook if it's too, if it's not too expensive, or should the Bills just draft a power back? I would draft a power back. I would that or I have running backs on my list here. I've already shown two: Zeke Elliott and Leonard, Leonard Fournette. And I might not be done. Oh oh. <laughs> But uh, let's go ahead and get back to the list. <coughs> Excuse me. So last guy we looked at was Leonard Fournette. Next guy is a linebacker. So this is. can to see it. Now I gotta see that. I got look at this. Anthony Walker. So Anthony Walker, uh, he's not a highly known linebacker, and it it took me some some real thought and research to put him this high on the list at 10, right? To me, he is a scheme fit for the Bills, right? He he was hurt this past year. He had 10 solo tackles, 3 assists, 0 forced fumbles, 0 sacks, 0 missed tackles. Passer rating allowed, though, 64.4. Very, very good, right? That's very, very good. For a linebacker, right? That's Tremaine Edmonds-ish when it comes to that. In fact, he's got a higher coverage grade than Tremaine Edmonds at a 90. However, also, his run defense grade was about the same as Tremaine Edmonds, but his pass rush grade was not near as good. Overall, an 82.7, though, PFF grade. So, the question is, is it because he didn't have most of the year where he was hurt to really show what he could do? Or... Is he just a coverage linebacker who's not really good against the run? We have no idea. However, I think the prospects of Anthony Walker are good. And it took me some research. And I can't believe I forgot his name once I got on the show. But it is what it is. fine. I think that he could be a pickup that the Bills are looking at. I I think I heard a rumor that they were looking at him. Um, I wouldn't be disappointed. Remember, we got Jordan Poyer off the, the ruptured spleen from Cleveland. And you can see something like this similar with an uh, uh, Anthony Walker who comes off of Cleveland's team, injured, just needs a new start, signs up cheap. I mean, his projected cap hit is $4.4 uh, $4. 4 million per year. Like, you can't complain about that. That's that's a solid pickup for a guy who grades well. Um, I, w- I would like to see more from him, but it would have to be on the bills for him to become a bill. Because if you go somewhere else and it shows more, they're not going to let him go. He's a good He's a good player from that perspective. So... Not a lot to talk about him, but it's easy to see where people get kind of enamored with him. It looks like I'm missing a slide here. Yep, there it is. Yeah, my nine slide was missing. Thank God I just threw up eight. Now, on the defensive side, you know, a lot of us want to short the defense so we can go in the draft and focus on offense. I have no idea. Uh-oh, Adam Thielen signed with the Panthers. Panthers are loading up to get that quarterback some weapons. Good for them, you know. Uh, I'm not a Panthers fan, but I live here in North Carolina, and so I appreciate the Panthers, you know, a little bit. They're, they're kinda, they kind of they kind of hold a little place in my heart. Just over here a little bit, I like them, but if they play the Bills, screw them, you know. They can kick rocks and get that butt whooped just like anybody else. Um. All right, so next player. Next player is a defensive tackle, right? He comes from the Pittsburgh Steelers. His name is Warmly. It's Warmly from the Steelers. And this guy graded well. He graded well. He had uh, 19 solo tackles, so clearly he's a rotational guy. Seven assists, one forced fumble, one sack, nine hurries, one QB hit, 11 pressures. Solid numbers for a guy who's rotating in there. We all know who the big fat guy in the middle of their defense is, number 97, Hayward. Uh, this guy was probably in there rotationally or backing him up. And he put up solid numbers for somebody who's doing that role. Overall, 74.3 PFF grade. Run defense, 78.2. Thank God we need some run, right? And uh, against the pass, you know, 58.1. Estimated salary, 5.9 million. I can definitely swallow that better than Puna Ford's because Puna Ford's salary cap hit was like nine-something, right? For that, give me the budget guy if he's just going to be a rotational guy. And the thing about Warmly is he is a freaking uh, his weight. He's 300 pounds even, so he's most likely a three-tech. So you would be looking at a guy who's going to compete with Tim Settle for his job. Uh, I like the player. I like the motor. I like what he's doing, but... You know, it is what it is. Roy Collins in the comments. Stealing is not what he used to be. He's not, but he's also kind of old. You know, he's getting up there in age. Whatever. Chris Warmly is a guy who I think the Bills could target, and they could really use a guy like that who can come in and just go out there, do his job, run downs. You get downhill. You stop players in the backfield, and you allow your team the ability to get the ball back on offense. It's what we need on the defensive line. We have enough guys to try and get after the quarterback. Ed Oliver's whole purpose is to get at the quarterback from the inside, and it's hard for him to do that when Daquan Jones isn't in there. On rundowns, you can give Ed Oliver a break, put this guy in there, and he can go after the running backs. Now, my number eight player, offensive tackle. Okay, offensive tackle. This guy played for the Buccaneers. He's a nice offensive tackle. They couldn't, or no, excuse me, defensive line. I was looking at the wrong thing. My bad, guys. So defensive lineman, Akeem Hicks from the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He had 12 solo tackles. He had five assists. He had zero force fumbles, one sack, four hurries. He had three QB hits. He had eight pressures. He had 61.9 Grade on PFF. He had run defense grade of 65.7, another guy who's good against the run. And he's also uh, in the past defensive side, it's a uh, 58.6, salary estimated at 5.8, $5.5 million. So I would be all for going to get him because Akeem Hicks is a big guy. He is a big guy. I'm like pulling up his, his weight now. I didn't put all this stuff on there. I didn't have, have enough room. 324 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal is Akeem Hicks. Now, Akeem Hicks is a guy who can come in here, and he can then be the backup to a Daquan Jones, just like Puna Ford. They're both the one techniques. They're guys who are going to sit there and eat blocks. I would prefer this man over Puna Ford. The salary cap looks better, right? And then, again, the size is there and the, the work ability is there. I, I like Akeem Hicks. He also played for the Bears before. Solid pickup right here if the Bills go after him. Wouldn't be mad one bit. I actually like that choice. Now, I'm not sure what you guys think, but we are breezing through this list. But don't worry. Don't worry. We still have plenty of things to talk about afterwards. Uh, and you guys can give me your opinions, too, on who's out there that maybe I didn't list, right? And we can talk about them. We can talk about it. Is my number seven slide missing, too? Come on, man. Seven. Where you at? Get up there, buddy. I'm also missing five. Did all my even numbers at the top just go away? There we go. So, Getting back to the list, number seven on the list, Yannick Ngakwe from the Colts. Now, this man is purely pass rush. He's not really good against the run. He is purely pass rush. But his numbers are solid. Solo tackles, 26. Assists, 6. Force fumbles, 1. Sacks, 6. So six sacks, right? Hurries, 30. QB hits 9 and pressures 45. That pressures number is where he makes his money. Making quarterbacks move when they don't want to move. However, his overall PFF grade was 51.4. His run defense grade was 43.7. And his past rush grade, 56.9. He doesn't grade very well, and his estimated cap hit is high. So he probably should be lower on my list. I don't know how he made it this high. Maybe uh, maybe I was just tired by the time I got to that position. But he is a guy who could come in and really, you know, make a difference on the edge in a rotational basis Um Honestly, I'd rather bring back Shaq Lawson, who can seal the edge and play the run better. But when it comes to players with talent, this guy's one of those guys. One sec. Sorry, guys, that Sudafan's wearing off. Algae season is killing me. All right. So Yannick Ngakwe, he made it to seven. I don't know how. I probably should have put him lower on the list, but He is that high. I think my top six guys, though, are pretty legit. Um, And we'll start here. Cornerback Marcus Peters of the Ravens. 40 solo tackles, six assists, two forced fumbles, one sack, five missed tackles, or eight missed tackles, excuse me, look like five for a second, one interception. He allowed a pass rating of 116.3. I think at this point in his career, he's going to be more suited for a zone defense than he is the Ravens' uh top-flight man coverage defense where they have Humphreys and they had Peters and they had a bunch of other guys who just were solid out there in coverage man-to-man. Marcus Peters is not that anymore. Yards per catch allowed, 11.8. Overall, 67.6 grade. Run defense grade, 57, so he's not really a tackler. Pass rush is 78.6, meaning he's good at blitzing off the edge. And coverage is 69.5, so solid grades for the spots where you want as a corner uh, for me I'm not dry, I'm not signing a corner right especially at 9.8 million dollars when I have Kyrie Elam who I have been grooming for a whole year and uh you know I think that Peters is a guy who could come in if you really needed to if he's still out there in the market after the season starts and a Trey white gets hurt or a Kyrie Elam gets hurt you have a guy out there who you can go get but personally uh, I'm leaving him alone myself Roy says, Ngakwe was someone we could have used three or four years ago, not anymore. I agree. I think that he he's 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 over the hill, but he's still a guy you can use, just not at that price. Not at that price. That price was rough. All right, back to it. Marcus Peters, again, solid defensive back. Uh, you know, you know, in the later years of his career, it may be uh Maybe time to, for him to hang him up in the next two, three years, but I think that he's a solid guy if you want to pick somebody up to allow them to grow. It's a pass for me. It's a pass for me, too, at that price point. At, at $9.8 million, it's a pass for me. I have Kyrie Elam. I got Trey White. I got Taron Johnson. Christian Benford. We brought back Dane Jackson. I don't know what you said about that, but you know what? He's here. So we have guys who can come in there and that fit this defensive scheme. You don't have to have the best corners in this scheme. This scheme is very corner-friendly. When you do have a really good corner like a Trey White, though, it's awesome. And Kyrie Elam will show him signs this past year of figuring stuff out. I have hope for Kingsley Jonathan. Me too. Uh, he actually impressed me last year when he got to play. He is all go and no quit. The man does not care at all. He is just running. Now he had a, he had a couple penalties, but he's trying to make the roster. Man, he's hungry. So. Go for it, man. I I, I like Kingsley Jonathan. I like him. All right. So, next player up, my number five player. Tackle, Donovan Smith from the Buccaneers. And this is why I said tackle earlier and I got confused and I couldn't see his name. His overall grade is 58.1. Pass blocking, though, 70, which is awesome. That's why he's up there on the list for me, is that pass blocking grade. Run blocking, 41.5. You know, I think our our guards need to be the run blockers for the most part. We need to be running up the the middle. Yeah, 12 penalties, six sacks allowed, and seven hits allowed. Estimated salary, $19.5 million. For that reason right there, it's a pass for me if it's that price. Now, personally, I think that at this point in free agency, the prices are coming down, right? The prices are coming down. We were just talking about DBs. Hyde, Poyer, White, Elam, Johnson. Bill's got a top secondary when healthy. Facts. That's facts. 100% facts. Now, if you want to get a guy who's going to protect Josh's right side, this is a guy right here you look at. Probably the best tackle on the market that you can get. And you can go out there and he can compete with Spencer Brown or just take Spencer Brown's job. Depends on what they really want to do with Spencer Brown. I see the Bills keeping Spencer Brown a while for – you know, to see if uh, he's going to be able to take care of business and ooh, show them what he's made of. I think that this guy here, though, if they're not fond of Spencer Brown and are ready to move on, that's a guy they can go get. That right there. Just not that price. 19.5 for three years, sure. 19.5 a year? Thank you. No thank you. Now, moving right along. Next player on the on the board, back to the defensive side. We have. Justin Houston of the Baltimore Ravens. He's getting up there in age, but this man just freaking produces. He just goes out there and puts up numbers. He just goes out there and hits quarterbacks. He just goes out there and gives you everything he's got every single time. It's impressive that at his age, Justin Houston can still go out there and manhandle teams and just do his thing out there. It's, it's, it's a thing of beauty, honestly. I'm surprised that that man right there is still in the league. But you know what? He's still in the league. The man was born in 89. He is freaking 34 years old, right? But he is a physical freak, six foot three, two 270 pounds. The man had eight solo tackles, two assists, one forced fumble. But the man had 11 sacks. This is a rotational guy who's going to cost you $5.3 million, and his only thing is to go get QBs and snack on them for lunch. That's what this guy does. The one thing that Bill's fans were complaining about this past year was when Von Miller went down, we didn't have a sack master. This is the guy. This is the guy. Hurries, 22. QB hits, 6. Pressure's, 39. Overall grade, 73.6. Run defense grade, 66.4. So he can play the run, too. He can play the run, too. Expected salary, $5.3 million a year. It's probably not going to be that high. We're not we're like we're in that part of free agency where he's just not gonna make that much. His production may be worth that much, but they're not gonna pay him that much. He's already 34 years old. He's gonna be 35 soon. Uh, he's older than Von Miller, right? And he's not the Hall of Famer that Von Miller is. However, this guy just produces. Get him now, right? That's what get him now. Go get him right now. That's what I'm saying. You give this man 2.5 million dollars a year with incentives. Look, here's, here's what you do. You give him a two-year deal, 10 million dollars, or excuse me, uh seven and a half million dollars, right? But you allow it to be a 10 million dollar contract, and you can get out of it after the first year, right? So if the first year goes goes to crap and he can't do anything, you can then cut him and not lose anything the next year. So you give him incentives to make up the difference. So if you get to five sacks, that's another 250k, you get to ten sacks, another 250k, you get you know. 50 tackles, no 250K. You force some fumbles, or whatever number that they decide. You know, force two fumbles, another 150K. You can stack those incentives like that. So that way he's worth keeping the next year and worth taking that salary cap. Hit. I think that the Bills could really use this guy here, especially on rotational downs. And that would allow them to trade a boogie him away if they really wanted to do that. I'm not sure that they do because, again, third-year thing. They like to keep their guys in the third year at least. They, they did it for Zay Jones, that they traded him. You know, he was his third year. He wasn't showing anything. He had to go. Now he's, you know, very good receiver with the Jaguars. He's, he's, he's solid. But Yannick Ngakwe, man, or not Yannick Ngakwe, Justin Houston, man. That guy just freaking produces. Every year that man shows up, shows out, balls out, and just does his freaking job to the maximum ability. And it's it probably because he doesn't get so many snaps. So he's always fresh. And then you unleash that dude who is a beast on the hordes of the offense so he can get around that edge and get to the QB. It's a beautiful thing to have someone like that who you can afford to keep on the roster at a low, at a low number and just let him eat. Let him eat. Waiting to see if Brandon Shell made your list. Ah. Uh, no. <laughs> he did not. I'll I'll let you know now. Uh, The rest of my list is pretty clear cut. So, my next guy, another pass rusher, Frank Clark. So, the Chiefs let him go. Basically, a cap clearing issue. He is still really freaking good. Solo tackles 26, six assists, one force fumble, six sacks, 30 hurries, nine QB hits, 45 pressures. He's checking all the boxes, right? If you want to go get a pass rusher who's going to be a jack-of-all-trades, this is your guy, right? He's not great at any one thing, but he's good at everything. Overall grade, 67.2. Run defense, 61.2. Pass defense, 62.9. Those are all above average. He's really good at everything. He's not great at anything. He's got good instincts. That estimated salary of 12.4, I don't see that being the case. Again, with most of these players, their estimated salary comes from spot rack. Or spot track, however, you say it. all those estimated salaries came from spot track. So, with that being said, I don't think he's gonna get that much money. He's also getting up there in age. I'll pull that up. You know, he, he's been around for a while, and this will be his third or fourth major contract. I don't see Frank Clark making that freaking what is it, twelve point four million million, $12.5 million. I, I don't see it happening. He's 29 years old, 6'3", 272 pounds. He's from Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland might be looking to go scoop him up. I don't know if they, if they want to bring back a hometown kid. But yeah, Frank Clark is good. He's damn good. We Bills fans know that he's he's pretty freaking good. So uh, I, I would go get him if his cap number is going to be lower, and I'm 90% sure it is. But Frank Clark, uh, absolute stud. And he can he can do some damage, especially here in the AFC East. We don't have a lot of good quarterbacks here in the AFC East yet. Aaron Rodgers might be coming, but he ain't here yet. So let's go. My number two player. Right. And it's again it's if it's cost effective and for what he brings to the team. Right. And I know some of you guys are gonna disagree with this, but I think that he's a fit for this roster. Um he's also a kicker. Kareem Hunt. Now, he played the backup role to Nick Chubb. Everybody knows the Bills needed a running back, right? Like if people were talking about Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, people were talking about Bernard Pollard, or yeah, Bernard Pollard before the season started. Like we were talking about getting another running back, right? And Kareem Hunt for the Browns was pretty freaking good whenever he saw the ball, and he puts up what, three yards per carry he's he's a low uh, he's a low cost player. Let me look up his size. We've all seen what he can do though. We've all seen what he can do when he was with the Chiefs. He's 5'11, 215 pounds. This right here fits the power and speed mold that the Bills would use as a back. 123 carries, 468 yards, 3.8 yards per carry, three rushing touchdowns, 35 receptions, 210 yards, one passing touch or receiving touchdown, and one fumble on a season. Estimate him at $7 million. If that's the price point, keep him. I'm good. But if his price comes down, we're talking like significantly down from $7 million because I don't see it happen. I don't see any team doing that. Teams seem reluctant to give away money this year, except the Broncos, to protect Russ. Good luck. But Kareem Hunt, to me, is a fit for this team with his play style. Maybe not necessarily with his character, but I think that they can help grow from there. Plus, he hasn't had any incidents since he got to Cleveland. He's a guy to look at. But my number one guy for the Bills, this would fill the number one hole for me, is Bobby Wagner, B-Wags. And I got a lot of people in conversations telling me that Bobby Wagner is over the hill, and Bobby Wagner is this, and Bobby Wagner is that. I'm like, Bobby Wagner was a top six linebacker in the NFL last year. He was a second-team All-Pro. And he was the first name on that second-team All-Pro ballot. So I'm guessing that Bobby Wagner is the fourth-best linebacker in the NFL. Bobby Wagner had 89 tackles this past year, solo, and had 44 more assisted tackles. He had zero force fumbles, but he had six sacks. Six freaking sacks for Bobby Wagner. He only missed four tackles all year. The passer rate he allowed was 92.4, which is not as good as our old guy, Tremaine Evans. But the man can play coverage. He can play coverage. Get Wagner, he would be perfect fit. I think he is, too. I think that Bobby Wagner would be the perfect fit for this defense. He is a balanced linebacker. My man, Peter, in the comments, this is easy time. you damn right it is. Bobby Wagner's overall grade this year at his age, and I'm going to pull age up real quick so we can talk about that. People keep telling me he's over the hill. He's old. He's not over the hill. He's he's getting old, though. You sign him to, like, a two-year deal. You draft a linebacker this year or next year to replace him, or you let him mentor uh, Terrell Bernard for a year, and you know Terrell Barra can bulk up a little bit, probably. This guy right here, he's thirty-two years old. He's got some time left. He's got two years, probably three left in the tank. Six foot two hundred forty-two pounds. People are saying that Baelin Specter is undersized. Baelin Specter, right, is like six foot two thirty-five. Let me look him up too now. Because I almost think that Baelin Specter might have a better chance at this starting spot than Terrell Bernard. six foot two hundred thirty three pounds. So yeah, I was pretty spot on with Ben Spector. If you see anything in Baylor Spector and you think they can develop, you put a Bobby Wagner in front of him for a year or two, you may be developing a seventh round pick to be a stud in this defense. Now, do I think that's going to happen? I have no idea. Like, I... You never know when some seventh-round pick going to light it up. Jordan Poyer is a seventh-round pick. Micah Hyde a, a fifth-round pick. Stevie Johnson was a seventh-round pick. You just never know when they're going to come out, right? But if you're going to get somebody to mold your linebacking crew into studs, this is the guy. Overall grade, 90.7. Run defense grade, 91.1, meaning he can tackle the runners. He does not second-guess himself when playing the rush at all. At rushing the passive seventy-one point seven in coverage, seventy-seven point nine. All of those grades are very good. All of them. Estimated salary nine point three. That's going to come down. That's not going to be. That's not gonna be what it is. It's just highly unlikely that that's what it is. Most likely, Bobby Wagner will probably get paid around the six to seven million dollar mark. I'll take it. Tremaine Edmond's got eighteen. You give me Bobby Wagner for seven, eight million dollars. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme, give gimme, 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 Bobby Wagner. That's my number one free agent left on the market is Bobby Wagner. Drew Tranquil was up there for me before he got signed by the Chiefs because his low cap hit and how he fit the defense. Right now, it's Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner is number one. And to me, it fills a hole that you can then go into the draft and focus on whatever the best player available is. You already went and got a guard in Conor McGovern, and that was the biggest hole we needed to fill. And we didn't just get a guard in Conor McGovern. We got a guard who is a special pass blocker, right? Not very good against the run or, or, or run blocking. However, I also don't know if that's a scheme issue with Dallas. But I do know that when it came to pass blocking technique, this guy was legit. Connor McGovern, very good. And the concern to the left is Josh Allen's health anyway. So he's probably going to play left guard. That is Josh Allen's blind side. Roger Saffold just wasn't doing the job. Graded out very poorly. In the '40s, in pass blocking, this guy grades out in the '70s, McGovern. So we got the line, we got the guard, we're good. We also brought back Butker for depth. We also have Mance on the practice squad, we're a future reserve list. Bates is still there. Bates is a very solid offensive lineman. He you know he's fine. Mitch Morse still on the team. Mance is a good guy who can play both guard and center. You have that covered. We can go ahead and draft one in the draft anywhere. Wherever they're available, if you get the first round and all your special guys are gone, but uh, Avila is there, Esteban Avila, Steve Avila from uh, TCU, you can go get him. If it's Bijan Robinson, you can go get a Bijan Robinson, who is my favorite guy to get in this draft right now. Bobby Wagner is an old man, he farts collect his farts collect us. He's not an old man, he's 32 years old. He's not old, totally disagree with this, and I actually just went against this whole thing. He literally just had the best year of his career. Don't believe me? Here's the numbers. Overall graded 90.7. I don't know if it the best year of his career. I might, I might be exaggerating with that, best year of his career. right? But you catch my drift. The man was an all-pro this year. I don't want to hear nothing about Bobby Wagner's farts, farts, whatever. Bobby Wagner was a beast this year on a bad LA Rams team. And now he's looking for a new home, and I'm hoping that he comes to Buffalo on a one or two year deal, and we'll be good to go. Von Miller's 33, Wagner's younger, so what the hell? Bring him in for if he's affordable, exactly. Exactly, you bring in Bobby Wagner for, for a year or two, you're not bringing him in for like a, a long contract like Edmund or like a, like Von Miller. Pass rushers clearly, if you look at the list I showed like Justin Houston's 34, pass versus last a little longer, you know, as long as they're healthy and they, they take care of themselves, which Von Miller does take care of himself. But uh Bobby Wagner, two, three years tops is what I'm saying for him. Two, three years tops. Yeah, Bobby Wagner, I'm down for it at the at the right price. Me too. That The price is really what, what it has to be because the Bills don't have that much space. And we don't need to be kicking every can down the road. The Bills are doing what they're doing is they're kicking certain cans down the road, the cans that they can afford to kick. Now, if you're going to force them to kick a can that doesn't need to be kicked, they're not going to do it. They'll just draft somebody. And there's some guys in the draft who I like. I talked about them in my last show. So hopefully Buffalo is considering Wagner. I've heard that they've had conversations with his people. And Derrick Henry, I would not go after Derrick Henry. He's a 29-year-old running back. It's not the same. But he's a running back. He's a running back. And he's his his number is high right now, so we'd have to trade for him. So we did have to give up cap capital, right? Unless they release him, which is possible. But if it's not possible, then why would you do that? Like right? if, if it's if he's if he's a free agent, then you can go after him. If he's looking for a ring, then he'll come to Buffalo. But I'm not trading for him. Absolutely not. Man. Mock draft. All right. So we are through my list of 15 people. I've, I've I've made my pitch for Bobby Wagner, and I said that I will do a mock draft, uh, as long as there is a uh, you know a, a demand for it. So let's see. Um, draft. Here we go. So this is one I found, and I actually I actually love it, like it a lot. It's not the PFF one. The PFF one uses their own grades. It has to be the right deal. Absolutely. It it, it must be the right deal. I love Bijan too, guys. An absolute monster of a runner. His broken tackles are insane. Not only that. So I was watching tape on Bijan Robinson. He's not just a tackle breaker. He definitely is a tackle breaker. Bijan Robinson is what you get when Nick Chubb and LaShawn McCoy have a baby. Like he breaks tackles. He breaks ankles. Scoreboards like he is a monster. Bijan Robinson is a monster. He is a generational running back. Again, he is the baby of LaShawn McCoy and Nick Chubb. He will hammer you. He will juke you. He will he's so good at finding the hole, even when it doesn't look there is one there. He slips through cracks like LaShawn McCoy. He is a hammer. When it's time to be the hammer, I, I, I love. Now I can't get that picture out of my head. What are you talking about? That's weird. Anyways, um... <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to think about your picture. Um, but he is just a guy who will get out there and get dirty. And if he can just shake you out of your shoes, he will. Uh, I would say Adrian Peterson-ish, but he, he doesn't run like it. It doesn't look like Adrian Peterson when he runs. But just the movement is is crazy. Let's see. One of my steals in the draft is wide receiver Cedric Wilson out of Tennessee. He was better than Hyatt before he got hurt. All right. So the mock draft simulator that I'm using today is the mockdraftdatabase.com simulator. So what what that is is it's a website that compiles mock drafts, and it ranks their – the players based on mock drafts that have been put out there by other people. So here we go. Give me one second. I have a son here looking for something. All right, just getting dinner sorted. All right, here we go. Let's see comments again. If Robinson is available at 28, I'm running to the podium. Yeah, tell me about it. J- Bijan Robinson is a beast. I mean, I guess it's technically the 28th pick, but it's really the 27th pick because the Dolphins forfeited their pick for cheating. But all right, let's go ahead and pick these bills. Boom. And we're going to do all seven rounds, normal speed. And we're going to enter the draft room. Here we go. And start. Here we go. PJ Robinson went to Baltimore. Damn it. Lamar's not going to be happy. All right, so here's a trade opportunity, guys. Yes, he's, he's, he's a much better prospect than Brees Hall, easily much better. Like it's not close. Like he said, right there. All right. So we didn't get B. John Robinson, right? The players we have left on the board, we have five trades available. We have some guys on the board. Uh, The Texans are offering us their number two, their second round pick at 33, their third round pick at 73, and three seventh round picks to move up. Broncos are offering us dog crap. The Seahawks are offering us second and a fourth. Nope. The Colts are offering us a second, a third, and a fourth. So should I move back? Yeah, let's move back in the draft. Screw it. So moving back into the second round. And we have some players on the board here. We have Brian Branch from Alabama, Michael Mayer from Notre Dame, Darnell Washington, tight end from Georgia, Manuel Forbes quarterback from Michigan State, looks like, linebacker Drew Sanders from Arkansas. That name right there, Drew Sanders. I think he's one of the linebackers I liked. Let me go ahead and take a look at that real quick. Paste least Drew Sanders. Six foot five. Whoa. Hang yeah, on. Is this the same guy? this says from Arkansas. Arkansas. There we go. Pulling him up. 6'5", 233 pounds. So I think it's going to be Drew Sanders right here. I have the 35th pick, and yeah, I'm taking the linebacker. We don't need a corner. We don't need tight ends. Uh, The safety, Brian Branch from Alabama. He's on the board, too, though. That's tough. That is tough. Man, oh, man, do I want the safety? With the first round grade in the second round, I know he's not going to be there later. I'll take the. What do you guys think? You guys think I should go to safety? I should I go to linebacker? We'll give you all a few seconds to chime in here. Man, I'm not going for tight end, linebacker, Julari. Right tackle, Darnell Wright. Drew Sanders, okay. I got one in the comments for Drew. Take Darnell. Darnell, where's Darnell? I, I missed him. Darnell right Washington's a tight end. I don't know if I'm taking a tight end, man. We, we really need a linebacker. Like, I, if we don't get... If we don't get a Bobby Wagner, we need a linebacker. Tight end, though? Like, we just signed Dawson Knox to that big deal. Like, I don't know if I'm spending a first-round pick on a line- on a tight end. I think I'm going to go with Drew. Yeah. We're taking Drew. It's my better judgment there, I guess. Uh, if Washington's there, our next pick, we take him. Nope, he's not there. No, thank you, Washington. You guys can kiss it. Nope. 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 Okay. So, on the board right now, top three picks. Linebacker Trenton Simpson from Clemson. He's on there. Man, Kenny Riggleman is chewing up my pick. You know, with... With McDermott taking over the defense, right? I'm, I'm addressing this comment here. With McDermott taking over taking over the defense, looking at the way the Panthers ran their defense when he was the defensive coordinator there and he was calling the plays, they had a guy who was really good in coverage in Keekly, and they had a monster blitzer in uh, Thomas Davis. Right. They probably making a shift more towards that McDermott style of defense. It's probably where they're going. My guess is you get yourself a guy who can really get after the run and blitz, like a Drew Sanders, and you allow Milano to scan the field. Also, you have Terran Johnson. I, I, I think the Bills are going to move more towards that because I think Leslie Frazier, like I know that this defense has always been McDermott's defense, right? It's always been his scheme. However, the guy running it, has been Leslie Frazier. Now Leslie Frazier is no longer running McDermott's defense. Leslie Frazier is far more conservative within McDermott's defense than McDermott would be within McDermott's defense because it is McDermott's defense. Does that make sense? If it was Leslie Frazier's defense, Leslie Frazier is usually more aggressive within his own defensive scheme. But we, as a Bills fan, I've noticed that the team has been more conservative running McDermott's scheme with Frazier behind the helm. Maybe Frazier's not as comfortable. So I think that getting a... Good blitzing linebacker is important, especially if you're going to blitz and try and get to the quarterback more, which I see the Bills doing so from, you know, blitzes and stunts. So right here at 59, our top players left are Trenton Simpson from Clemson. We just took a linebacker, so we're not going there. Luke Musgrave from Oregon State, tight end. And then the offensive lineman, Steve Avila. From TCU, who I really, really freaking like, my man John Herring says, "Look at the offensive like or offensive line. I know you don't draft for need, but you also don't draft. You know, you also don't draft guys that you don't really need, especially if you do have a glaring hole. And if they match your need and their draft position where you had them on the board, sometimes you got to do that. The Bills this year don't have the luxury, in my opinion, to go after the BPA every time. Just don't." So looking at this, the best player available would be the linebacker, even though we just took one. To me, you go with Steve Avila, the offensive lineman from TCU. He's a monster. So there we go. Steve Avila. Roy says, wide receiver. We'll get there. Remember, I traded and I got some picks. So we're in the third round, number 79. Overall, these guys want to move up to – 79, give us 88, 127. I'm not seeing. I wish I could just take this down and put it back up. So they want that. No. We're not doing that. We're definitely not doing that. We're definitely not doing that. Okay. So. On the board, interior offensive line, that's the second time in a row. Second pick in a row where what I just drafted is also the best on the board right now. So I can go after another guard in um, Cody Mouch from North Dakota State and have this offensive line humming for however long. Or I can go with the offensive tackle in Matthew Bergeron from Syracuse. Uh, running back Devin Achani from Texas a is on the board. Also safety, Sidney Brown, who I really, really like on the board. Uh And those are, those are those are the suggested players. What do you guys think? Should I run that? One guy says Brown. Sidney Brown. Okay, I really like Sidney Brown. What else you guys got? Anybody out here got an opinion on this? Come on, guys. I know you guys. I know someone's got something. No. Okay. So. And that tackle and that guard are looking good to me right now. That safety, Sidney Brown, I think is much better than sixty-six overall. All right, we got some Browns in here. Bergeron can slide into guard. Okay. I'm getting Browns, though. So we're going with City Brown, who is a very, very good safety from the University of Illinois. His numbers and his movement scream Jordan Poyer to me. They really do. All right, we got a trade here. They want to give us the third, uh, 103, uh, 16, 136, and I'll take that one. Move back 12 spots and then get another pick next round at a seventh. Boom. See who we got. Move back again. Reject that. Thank you. Reject that. Thank you. Nope. Nope. Okay. So we're on the board again. Once again, the last thing I drafted is the number one thing left on the board. Jordan Battle, safety out of Alabama. We just drafted a safety. Wide receiver Tyler Scott from Cincinnati. Let's go ahead and look up some uh, some information on him because I saw some of you guys say wide receiver, uh, and let's see how interesting it is. Let's see, Tyler Scott, American player, Cincinnati Bearcats. 5'11", 185. one eighty five. Let's see if we have some combine scores. Let's see, Cincinnati Bearcats junior 510, 177. That's what you measured at the, at the combine. Uh, his combine score was a 78, which is good. Uh, 40 yard dash of 4.44, 10 yard split 1.51, vertical jump of 39.5, broad jump of 11. Po- wow, okay. Uh, NFL comparison, Ty Hilton. Uh, is anybody down for that? Tillman, I'm seeing some stuff here. No, no, Scott. I've seen Tillman, Tillman, Tillman. I would also be go Tillman. Okay, so Cedric Tillman, wide receiver. Oh, okay, okay. Let me look up Cedric Tillman real quick. I do think that we can use some size at receiver. Well now? And hopefully Tillman fits that bill. Let's take a look at uh, Tillman. So, Cedric Tillman is 6'3", 213. Yow! Okay. Same score, 78 uh, with the uh, total score. 5-yard, uh, 40-yard uh, dash, uh, 4.54. 10-yard split, 1.53. Vertical jump, 37. Broad jump, ten eight. Michael Pittman Jr. Is his, compa- is, is his comp. Okay. We got Battle over here. We got Parker Washington or Tillman. I'm seeing a whole lot of Tillman, so we're going to go with Tillman. Tell me what it is. Wait, one second, guys. i got to close this window. Let's get cold in here. Yeah, North Carolina has no idea what it wants its weather to be. Has no clue. All right, so left on the board. Tyler Scott is still there. So I guess you guys might have been right about that. Uh, Offensive tackle Jalen Duncan from Maryland. Little puppy's f- freaking out over here. Come here, come here. While well, everybody's on the show, check it out, guys. I'll stop the share for a second. This is newest addition to the family. Her name is Luna. She is a Kangal German Shepherd mix. But she's messing with stuff she don't mess with. You go, go play. All right, let's go ahead back to sharing. All right, so see what your comments are. Double-level safety for bat. Okay, I already read that one. Time to look for running backs. Okay. Let's take a look at running backs or what's on the board now. We have a tackle and Jalen Duncan. Look at their uh, uh, recommendations. We have Henry To'o To'o from Alabama, linebacker. We already got a linebacker. Kayshawn Boutte is out there, uh, Nathaniel Dell, running back Tajay Spears out of Tulane. I have heard of him, but I don't know much about him. So if anybody knows anything about Tajay, let me know what you guys got. I'm about to look up his combine stuff, if you even went to combine. Tajay Spears, junior, he's from Louisiana, went, went to Tulane in Louisiana, He's 5'10", 201. He kind of fits the same mold that our guys we currently have fit. He didn't run a 40. Eh, I'm not looking at him. Dude, It's going to be 20 today here in North Carolina. It's going to be cold. <laughs> 17 is cold. 20 is not far off. This It's supposed to be – the high today was 52, 57, some of that. But then the, the nighttime is when it gets bad, man. Say Kendra Miller running back TCU. Let's see if he's on the board. Uh we got Trevius Hodge Tomlinson, uh cornerback from TCU. We got linebacker DeMarvion overshone from Texas. Linebacker. Okay, let's just isolate running backs. RB. So we have Kenneth McIntosh out of Georgia. He's ranked 105. We are now at 106 pick uh Roshan Johnson at 112 uh Kendre Miller we can get him a little later i think i think right here with this group of running backs that are that are available between uh Kenny McIntosh, Sean Tucker, Roshan Johnson who i really like out of Texas uh he is like a Lendale White, the Garrett Blunt type guy and then Kendra Miller let's see what he, what he's about See, I know you guys can't see what I'm doing. I'm just going to nfl.com and basically looking up the combine information for these guys. Andre Miller, uh, 511, 215. Okay, big guy, total score 80. Not bad. Uh, did he run anything? No, nope. he didn't do any combine drills, so I don't have any speed or anything like that on him. Uh, okay, we're looking, we're looking there. Need a banger. So if we need a banger, then to me it's Roshan Johnson out of Texas with our next pick. OT OT. Uh run. Uh, Ro- uh, Roshan Johnson's to the podium. So that'll be the next pick, I'm pretty sure, because there's a bunch of running backs left, and there's probably gonna be a run on them here in a minute. And our next pick is at 130. He's one twenty two graded. So let's take a look at the OTs. Or Look at all players now, right? And so, up at the top of the board, offensive tackle Jalen Duncan, Maryland. Is that what we're thinking, guys? I, I know I'm, gonna, I'm. I'm almost positive I'm going to get Roshan next pick. But I want to. I want to get. I want to get this line settled for years to come. So I, I'm going to go ahead and take the offensive tackle. Jalen Duncan, out of Maryland. Boom. Let's see? Come on, be there. We're, we're going to reject that. 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 We're going to go get our freaking running back. Running back, Roshan Johnson, out of Texas. Boom. Duncan is a decent first-round pick, or fourth-round pick. Is that who I took? Uh, no, we're not doing that. Jalen Duncan off the top. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I agree there. I agree there. I forgot his freaking name once I drafted him. My nose is so stuffy. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but. So, in the draft so far, we traded back a couple times to stack more picks, which the Bills probably could be looking to do. And we got Drew Sanders, linebacker, out of Arkansas. We got Steve Avila, interior offensive lineman, TCU. Sidney Brown, safety, Illinois. Uh, Cedric Tillman, wide receiver, at Tennessee. Jalen Duncan, offensive tackle, Maryland. And Roshan Johnson, running back, out of the University of Texas. We have four more picks. Let's see if we have any more uh, suggestions from the, from the crowd. We are... Oh, we have two picks in a row, one thirty-six, one thirty-seven. So on the board, we have running back, 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 running back. Because I'm looking at running backs. All right, here we go. So now that we've addressed most of the needs of the team, right? Which we did it in an order that was that made sense for the players who were on the board. Sean Tucker's on the board, who I like, but we already have two running backs similar to him. Zach Pickens, defensive lineman out of South Carolina. What's the scoop on that guy? Who knows? Who knows about anything about this guy right here? So I am about to copy and paste his name and do the same thing I've been doing. With everybody else. Zach Dickens. Let's uh, see. This is a nice draft. Thank you. Thank you much. D-line. I'm seeing that. That's what I'm thinking. Yes. Cool. Tight end. Uh, Jack or Zach Cuntz. Tight end from uh. – I'm not sure where he's from, but we'll see. If he's there. Uh, How are we doing on three tech? Not sure yet. Well, there's a defensive lineman on the board. I'm looking at him now. He is six foot four, two ninety one, so he would be a three tech. Uh ran a four eight nine forty. Uh arm length 34 inches and three eighths. Uh athleticism, not bad. 10 yard split 1.74. Uh vertical jump 30.5, broad jump 9.8 or 9 feet 8 inches. Uh 3 cone drill, 7.45, 20 or 20 yard shuttle. Four point six two bench press twenty two. Uh Maurice Hurst is his comp. What you guys think? Also, let me see if your your tight end's there. Let me see. Tight end. I'm not seeing Koontz yet. Yeah, he's he might be gone already, man. it appears that your tight end is gone. I'm thinking the defensive lineman here. Uh, We also have another defensive lineman here, as in uh, Jacqueline Roy. That's a girl's name. Let's see. Jacqueline Roy from LSU. Total grade 75, didn't run a 40, but he bench-pressed 30 reps. He's 305 pounds, so he'd probably be another tech, three technique. His numbers here remind me a lot of Kyle Williams. Let's see. Roy better than Pickens and met with the Bills. Roy, is that – okay, so he the, the numbers that I'm looking at here, I haven't watched him play, but the numbers I'm seeing here and this round – and being from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, playing at LSU, 305 pounds, 6'3", Uh production score, 72, total score, 75, all green, uh, athleticism score, not that great. It screams Kyle Williams to me. You know what I'm saying? Tight end from Michigan. Let me see. If I understand i talking about here. Tight end. Luke Scho- Schoonmaker. Uh, he's ranked 126. I have the next two picks in a row. So I'll go ahead and get your tight end because I do like Schoonmaker. I've seen his, his tape. And then we'll go to all, and we will go get what I want in Jacqueline Roy. So we have now a three technique and a tight end to add to the list that we had already. At least he's not a boy named Sue. You damn right. I do love that song, though. It well, was Johnny Cash, right? I heard that song in Afghanistan. All right, let's see. What's our next pick? 205. We are making our way there. Oh, yeah. Oh, I hope he's there. We're rejecting that. Alright, guys. So there's a guy on the on the board who I think is gonna absolutely climb draft boards. Uh, he is Wide receiver Andre Yosovas from Princeton, and I have to, I have to take him. I got to do it. Got to do it. Seventh round pick. Uh, I talked about him on, on my on my uh, combine show. He put up very good combine numbers. He is a long receiver, and for a sixth, seventh round pick, can't can't get mad at that. What do you guys think? He was a good athlete for his size, but I'm not sure if he's, a, he's like that good of an athlete like that. Also, the guy didn't have a good grade, but he also didn't run a 40. He didn't do a lot of the drills. So a lot of this stuff is uh, screaming at me, Kyle Williams. Double-dipping wide receiver is a good thing. And I like this Yasova's kid. Like from Princeton, he's smart. Clearly, he went to Princeton. You have to be some dumb-dumb at Princeton. Uh, got good range, put up good numbers. Let me see if I can't pull up his, his uh, combine profile again because I've been doing it for everybody else, so why the hell not? Control V. Andrea Sovas, Nocivas, my man. And he ran everything at the combine. His total score was a 73. His athleticism score was an 84. He ran a 4-4-3. 1-5-2 split. 39-yard vertical or 39-inch uh, vertical, 10-foot, 8-inch broad jump, three-cone drill, 3.85, uh, 4.12 in the 20-yard shuttle. He is fast. He, he is an athlete. This, to me, is my guy. Shaq Davis. Like why I Shaq Davis with the Princeton kid is good, too. Okay. Let me look at Shaq Davis real quick, see where he's at. I don't see him. Let's go wide receiver. I'm not seeing him. Oh, there it goes Shaquan Davis. So he he's he's probably gonna be an undrafted guy. So yeah, I'm taking Yasovas. Boom, Princeton. Go get yourself a smart, good guy. Jonte Uh, You got to give me a position in a school. Roy Ag- Ray, I agree this is a passing league. Yep. It sure is. And if you get a guy in the seventh round who's that fast and that athletic, you should be able to coach him up, especially if he's that smart. Like it's, that's impressive. All right, last pick of the draft. We have another wide receiver. We have a cornerback in Anthony Johnson from Virginia. We have an interior offensive lineman in Asim Richards from North Carolina. Uh, he's ranked 213. We're at 258. Uh, we have safety Jason Taylor the second. We have safety Ronnie Hickman from uh, from uh, Ohio State. Uh, yeah, we have, we have some guys up here. I think we're gonna stick to the to the recommendations, guys. Just let me know what you guys think. Take your guy, man. Wide receiver Maryland I'm seeing here. Wide receiver Maryland. Was there one there? Wide receiver Maryland. I'm not seeing a seeing wide receiver. I'm seeing a wide receiver uh, Arkansas. Maryland, Maryland. I don't see it. Okay. So if it's me, we already double-dipped that receiver. We have two offensive linemen, interior and outside offensive linemen. We got a running back. We got two receivers, obviously two receivers. We have a, a safety, running back, tight end. Okay, so hmm. I'm going with the safety from Ohio State. Big school guy. Draft is complete. Save it. And, guys, I will post this one to my Twitter, at TFP Recon. You can see it there. First things first, I'm going to have to, oh, there we go. Share my craft. Uh, Hashtag built in Buffalo. Hashtag uh, built in Buffalo. I built in Buffalo. Tweet. And you guys can look over that mock draft that we just did. But another thing. QB for the practice squad, Matt Barkley. I got, I got us keeping Matt Barkley around. He's Josh's guy. All right, guys. We have been on for an hour and a half. It has been my pleasure, gentlemen. I really hope to see you guys again next week. Pass rush. I'm hoping that we address that before the draft. But yeah, you killed it. What a draft! Hey, look, I'm probably gonna do mock draft every show until the freaking draft because it is fun. I get to interact with you guys. You can give me your input. It's fun. Right? Then you get details about people, you know, in the draft that maybe their draft stock goes up or goes down because they did something bad or they you know, went out there to a pro day and lit it up, you know, you just never know. So it's fun. It's all fun. But guys, it has been a pleasure to do the show with you guys tonight. Thank you for being here. Thank you for spending an hour and a half with me. For those of you guys who spent the whole hour and a half, for those of you guys are going to rewatch this, enjoy. And for, you know, everybody who just supports me every week and all the new guys, everybody, 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 much love. And I hope that you guys have a great rest of your Sunday and that this week doesn't wear on you just to have a good time uh, thank you guys i've seen what a draft that's a pretty good draft you guys you guys have been blessed you know a blessing to me i i really am happy to be around you guys especially you know even if it's just digitally but thank you so much you guys have a blessed day enjoy your weekend go bills <laughs>